Hi, this is Michael Waits and welcome back to India Game Changer. Today should be a good one. Today we are joined by Jacob George, a co-founder and the CEO at Etopia. I love the name of this company, by the way. Jacob, thank you so much for doing the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Michael. Thank you so much for inviting me for this show. Uh, it's a pleasure for me to be part of this. Awesome. Do you do a lot of recording? I'm a part of, uh, yeah, many recordings, yeah. yeah. Yes. Do you enjoy it or is it just like drudgery for you? Like, oh God, why do I have to do this kind of thing? Or do you enjoy no. it? No, I really enjoy it. <laughs> I really enjoy it. And I love speaking to you, Michael, you know. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever think about having your own show? Like just a show about food? Um, I don't think, um, you know, just being rooting, I mean, doing some recordings, I'll be able to capable of, you know, performing a show like you. I mean, you know, it's it's the capability and the competency for the show is, should be humongous, which I don't think I have right now. I'll be doing it later, for sure. It, Maybe I, when I reach at your age, I'll be doing it. That's going to be so long in the future. <laughs> I like sorry. the way you did that. You're sorry, like, let me push this off. You. Let me push this off like that three decades. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's so good. I love every second of it. Because here's the thing. The great thing about age jokes, right, which everybody loves, is that it's the only thing you can't stop from happening, right? Mm. So, like, like, even if you lose all your hair, there's a way to fix that. If you gain a little bit too much weight, you can always change your diet and go on some exercise. But, like, you can't stop getting older. Every year, you're going to be a year older. And then someday, you're going to look back and somebody who's your age is going to make fun of you for being 57 years old. And you're just going to be like, anyway. I love it. Absolutely right. So with you, with you on this. But then, but then you look old. But then you are very young in your mind. You know, that's that's the thing. You know, you're very young. <laughs> I feel like I'm super young, but let's see how I feel tomorrow yes. morning when I wake up. Okay, let's get a little bit of your background for some context before we jump into the main part of this conversation. My name is Jacob George, and uh, I'm from uh, the southern part of India. I'm, I'm from God's own country, where we speak God's own language. Uh, you know, I'm from Kerala and uh, we speak Malayalam. If you, if you when you hear my English, you'll also feel like, you know, a Malu speaking English, a Malish it'll be, uh, Malayalamish it'll be, you know, the kind of English I speak, uh, the funniest part of that. Uh, so I've done my 10th and 12th from Kerala. And post that, um, I've taken uh, B.Tech in food engineering, food technology. So I've, I'm a food technologist. I've done a B.Tech in food technology. Okay. And post that, I've done MBA in operations. After my education, I got an opportunity to work with a company called Sundayat Industry, which is based in uh, Cochin, is in Kerala. And from 2009 to 2013, I was working with Sundayat. I was a senior specialist. I, I was working in product development. Post that, I've got an opportunity to work with a company called ITC. And um, uh, 2013 to 2017, I was working with ITC. ITC is one of the major FMCG company, a conglomerate which is based in India. And I was handling the major divisions or major products of ITC. Uh, and I was working with one of the finest brands of India. Uh, from 2017 to 2021, I was working with a company called Marico, which is based in Mumbai. So I have an experience of 13 years, which working with FMCG, different conglomerates of India and uh, I've been working with uh, uh, major finest brands of India uh, where you name Ippi, Bingo, um, you know, Safola Masala Oats. Um, these are the major brands which I've worked before. So during while I was working with these companies or, you know, I was actually interacting with the consumers and um, while I was interacting with the consumers, I understood one thing. There's the biggest gap which is there in the market. When the packaged foods are available in the market, healthy products and you will get tasty products. Yeah, wherever there is health, you will not find taste. So let me ask you this. 
I want to back up though, because I think you make a really good point. You went to school to study food technology, yeah? Absolutely. So right. why? Yes. Where does that come from? In other words, is your is your family in the food business? Does your mom run a restaurant? Does your is your dad like a world renowned chef? Like, where does that come from? Uh, no, no. My dad is a working was a working professional. My mom is a homemaker. Um, we were not knowing about even I was not knowing about food technology uh, when I was at. 12th standard. So, uh, you know, there's a trend that after 12th, you have to go for engineering or you have to go for some professional courses. Right. Right. But then I was not very studious. I was a backbencher. Right. I was not studious at all. I was a backbencher. So I told my parents, I will not take mechanical engineering. I will not take EI. I will not take triple E. Right. But then uh, when I was scanning through the industry, I was scanning through the websites, I found this food technology, food processing and engineering. Okay. And uh, there's a this university called uh, Karuni University. So at that time, it was new in my eyes. You know, I have never heard about it. I always want to try something new. Before jumping into that, I checked with the seniors. I also checked uh, with my other people. And, and my father actually pushed me to do this because my father was having many colleagues who was working in food industry. And he told that food technology will be one of the booming, the next trend yep. uh, of the industry. If you ask me who motivated me to do this course, it's my father. Interesting. So I respect and I love my father just for telling me to do this, um, you know, the particular course. But what's the view? In other words, because I think we're at an inflection point. And I was actually talking to somebody about this yesterday, about the way we consume food and about the way that food is going to be both made and distributed. Right. And I think part of the reason why I was thinking about this was because I have another show called the Social Innovation Podcast. And the gentleman that hosts that show, Zal Dastur, had um, Andre Menezes, who runs a company called Next Gen Foods in Singapore, on the show. So I'm thinking about this a lot. Why do you okay. think that the whole food industry is going to change if you do, if you agree with that thesis? And why do you think that where there's healthy food, there's no taste? Good question. Thank you. There's a revolution which is happening in food industry right now. There's a great revolution which is happening in the food industry right now. If you see let us take snacks, right? Yep. Uh, if let's take the snacking industry, let us take the snacking industry or snacking category altogether. Please. Initially, all the snacks were made with potatoes. You the fried potato snacks, lays, and all this, you know, yep. everything is being made with potato. Then there is a transition happened from potato to corn. If you go to uh, any market, you will find potato chips. You will also find corn puffs, corn-based products. Corn chips, kind of thing, yeah. Okay. Corn chips, puffed corns, you know, there's a transition which happened from one grain or one product, one raw material to another raw material. Now, if you see oats as the category is picking, you know, oats, oats puff, the snacks which made with oats. If you go to any supermarkets, you will find oats-based snacks. So this literally says that there's a transition which is happening in each and every category in food segment. Right. So uh, health is something which is actually a concern for uh, the generation or this generation post COVID. Yeah, for sure. Before COVID, it was not literally was a concern. Yes, there was, uh, you know, genocide. There was the generations who was actually looking for healthy food. But then the problem was there in the market was that when you have healthy food, you will not get taste. When you have tasty food, when you want to have a tasty food, then you will not have health in that. Because, you know, if you want to make a tasty food, you want to have so much of either it should be fried or it should be filled with sugar or preservatives, colors, flavors and everything. Right. And if you want to have a healthy food, healthy bar, protein bar, then there will be so much of whey protein and, um, you know, so much of healthy ingredients in that product. So you will you will have to compromise the taste factor. Go ahead. Now, that's the biggest gap in the industry. 
right you know wherever you want you know you want to enjoy the food i mean you know it's food is all about taste food is all about indulgence food is all about wholesome you know uh, so it's a wholesome indulgence it should be when i'm talking about wholesome right it should have good amount of protein carbs fiber good fats you know fiber i mean you know micronutrients antioxidants everything has to be there in that without compromising the taste right so how do we do that though that's where etopia that's where etopia gets in that's where the huge market potential of etopia comes in but how does this work in the context of indian food right in other words when i walk down a snack aisle in the united states to be fair i haven't lived in the united states in 30 something years but if i simulate doing that you're right i see potato chips i see corn chips i see skittles and all this like um you know jelly bean stuff so it's either the stuff you've already talked about or the sugar stuff that you've kind of intimated but what does it look like in India? Has the same progression happened from potato to corn to oats? And absolutely. It, but if it absolutely. has, because when, when I think about Indian food, right, I think about, I mean, it's so varied, right? Obviously from state to state, from town to town, and Southern Indian food is going to be different than middle and Northern Indian food for sure. But when you look in the context of the food that Indian people eat on a regular basis, where does the healthiness and what Etopia is trying to build fit into the existing diet. Does that make sense? If you see Indian food culture, right? Every state, every pin code has different taste, yeah. different ingredients, yep. difference in it. Yep. Well, let's take as a South and let's take North. Let's divide it into South and North. Fair enough. Traditional foods has been made with millets. Let's take an example of Idli, dosa, sambar, which is the traditional South Indian breakfast. Which is also uh, fried. Made by, no, it's not fried. Idli, Idli, if you take, you know, it's been made by the grandmas at home. Yep. You know, it's yep. it's with dal. dal so yep. dal and it's with rice, you know. Yep. And the sambar has been made with dal. So it's a perfect combination of protein. It's a perfect combination of fiber. It's a per perfect combination of good carbs. So whatever you wanted to have or whatever you the body needs, the wholesomeness, the indulgence is being already there, being made by the traditional, made by our grandparents. But then what happened? The generation from 2000, what happened? The packaged food came into, comes into you know picture. Yep. The whole lot of packaged food, the convenience, the noodles industry, the disruption or revolution of noodles, the, the disruption revolution of Cokes and Pepsis and Lays has been actually yeah. you know made people or you know to come down from healthy and to negotiate the healthy factor and to have convenience and tasty food. Right. Yeah. So right now what's happening, people are going back to the tradition. People are going back to the millets. People are going back to the dal. People are going back to the soya beans. People are going back to the healthy ingredients. Yeah. So millet revolution is happening in India. So millets as a traditional, the cereals, uh, you know, which is actually grown in India, Rich in protein and fiber. To be fair, if you, if you literally just stay away from processed food, processed sugar, you're halfway or like 65% of the way to having a great diet, right? Because anything that's growing, right, or that's unprocessed is almost Absolutely. by definition not bad for you. I won't even say good for you, but it's not bad for you, right? Like if you just take a piece of corn, shuck it, steam it, and lightly salt it, what's wrong with that? Like there's not, of course, you don't want to eat 12 ears of corn, but having two is not bad for you, right? And broccoli and oats and whatever and grains are not necessarily bad for you. But once you start processing them and put sugar in them and then putting preservatives in them and hoping that they can last for a month and a half, 
that's when you start running into big problems, no? Absolutely right. Absolutely right. So the corn is boiled at home, the steamed at home, the boiled corn at home, boiled the boiled corn at home, the steamed corn at home. One of the I give to my kids right now also. I mean, you know, it was being given to my kid yesterday. Uh, so you know, it's it's actually when it comes to processing, when it comes to the processed food, where when you have to add um, preservatives to increase the shelf life. Yeah. That's where the danger is all about. Yeah. So what does Utopia do? Utopia is all about, we are here to revolutionize food industry with a philosophy of no evil at all. Go ahead. Evil in the food industry is being, we are here to eliminate the evil in the food industry. How does that work? It's the biggest mission we are into. Yep. It's the biggest mission we are into. All right. So the evil part is always a killing for any human being. But then we, as Utopia, we provide natural, wholesome indulgence for our consumers. We don't compromise with any of the ingredients that we're using. The ingredients that we are using are superfoods. When I'm talking about superfood, superfood is one of the terminology which is abused by the you know industry but then we wanted to uh really we are using superfood so any of our any of our packaged food products is being made with nuts seeds honey fruits and millets let's take an example of right away i mean in your in the screen is showing in nut pops yep nut pops is an energy snack made with nuts seeds Honey, nothing else. But but it's still packaged, right? So one of the because th- this is super interesting to me. But one of the things you were talking about before is once you have to package it, then you have to add all these other ingredients to it. So how do you do this in a way that's healthy, but still only using ingredients that are not bad for me, right? With no evil, just using honey and nuts and what was and millets and stuff like that. But you still put it in a package. How does it last? Why do you want to add um, you know processed ingredients in a product? Is just to reduce the cost. There are ways of using right ingredients to make a good quality product without adding preservatives, colors, flavors, and everything. Oh. If you see, let's take an example of Nut Pops Energy Snack. It's a packaged food product, but then I'm not adding refined sugar in it. Refined sugar is being replaced with honey. Honey is being used as a sweetener over here. Honey actually is a natural preservatives. We don't have to add. So if you see the Ayurvedic text, honey is being used as one of the basic products in all the Ayurvedic uh, products, right? So if you see the honey jam, you know, the back of the thing, yep. honey jam is actually one of kind of USP products being launched by Etopia. So initially when we launched honey jam, we thought we are the first in India to launch. But then when we traveled to GCC and uh, uh, Asian countries and European countries, we understood that we are the world's number one guys to launch honey jam. So jam is one of the most adulterated products in the industry because in the category, because it has 70, approximately 65 to 70% of sugar has been used in jam. But then what we have done, we have replaced that sugar with real fruits and pure honey. And that's not bad for me. Like if you make strawberry jam, I'm looking at it, you have mixed berry honey jam. So you just take natural berries, don't add any processed sugar, no refined sugar. You just mix honey and nuts in there and that's it. Absolutely right. It's just a combination of 70% of fruits and rest is honey. We don't have any refined sugar in this. Does that solve the problem and keep it healthy? Or is it just a different yes. kind of sugar? Honey is a natural sugar. I refined know, sugar is a processed sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So there are different kinds. So when you use a refined sugar, uh, the spike, the peak, it's shoot up fast. But then when you use honey, you know, it takes 
time. Oh. So that's the difference between when you use honey and when you use any refined sugar or uh, you know any 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 other sugar replaces. Okay. And is this are you just making snack kind of food or are you just trying to disintermediate the entire part of the food chain? Everything. We are not just focusing on snacks. We are also focusing on different food products, food, different food categories. So we started with honey. Yep. Then we launched uh, honey jam. So we are into spreads category. We are also in the snacks category. So we launched uh, nut pops, the energy snack. We have launched fruit minis, again, an energy snack, which made with good amount of fruits. Then we have launched a products called Jawapa, superfood puffs made with jawar as a millet. We also launched oat puffs, again, you know, a, a superfood oat puffs, uh, which is not fried, which is not baked. It's slow roasted. Okay. How do you get this thing to scale? Right. And does it matter whether these foods are locally produced and locally sourced or you kind of don't care? Do you know what I mean? Like if you're making it all natural, shouldn't you make it from the stuff that's around you? Or is the supply chain so efficient today that even inside of India, you can get stuff from all over the country and still make it in a way that's um, that's healthy? Absolutely right. So basically, let's take an example of honey jam. Yep. Mm, I'm, I'm staying in a place called Maharashtra in Mumbai. And um, mulberries and strawberries have been grown in a place called Mahabaleshwar, which is near to uh, Mumbai. So it's just a firehouse, you know, from Mumbai. So we are working with farmers. We are working with farmers and we are directly sourcing mulberries and strawberries from farmers. And we store it. Honey is being sourced directly from our own beekeepers. Uh, and then that's how we source it. So we have a strong supply chain. We have strong people. I mean, we have farmers. We are directly sourcing from farmers. And we are also in the mission of empowering farmers and giving the right price to them. So uh, the raw materials has been sourced you know, locally. Uh, other than oats, everything is being sourced locally. And you have your own beekeepers. Yes. <laughs> so you're making your own honey too? Absolutely right. So what did you what have you learned about making honey? Like how long does it take to make honey? And don't the bees have to like fly around and find flower? Like how does that work? So um, <laughs> it's a long story, I think. Go for it. Summarize. Just summarize for me. So basically, we are partnering with uh, Kadi Village Industries Corporation, KVIC, under Government of India. Under Government of India, there's a corporation called KVIC, and okay. under them, there are ten thousands of bee clusters, the cluster groups there. So we are directly working with the beekeepers and then we are empowering them, helping them to, uh, you know, uh, the, do the honey farming. Yep. So basically, to answer you, it takes around 20 to 25 days for getting a good honey at the right season. Uh, so that's how we source it. And, um, you know, we give um, uh, 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 the boxes and everything to the farmers and we have the farm to fork process has been streamlined. And once the honey has been, you know, collected, one level of filtration happened at farm. And then we will take the honey to our uh, processing unit. We uh, sterilize it and then we pack it and um, we will distribute it. That's what we do. And is there a is there like an ESG angle to this as well? Because you've spent some time talking about you're paying a fair price to the farmers. Is there, do you know what I mean? Like, is there a sustainability angle to this that you haven't mentioned yet? Absolutely right. So there's a price. Since we are working with Kadi Village Industries Corporation, there is a price given by the government. The set price given by the government for the particular kind of honeys, okay. uh, particular kind of honey. So we are justifying to it, and and sometimes uh, you know when the yield is less, we always give uh, 10, 15 percentage extra to that. So that's how we do. Got it. So how long has Utopia been around? It's been 
precisely 1.11 years. We are touching two year in January. And how big is it now? Um, we are an Indian-based company, Indian-based startup. We are actually based in uh, Mumbai and our products are available in Pan-India through our website. We are there in online and offline, offline market. We are there in Mumbai, Delhi, Bangalore, Pune. And we are also expanding to the different parts of the India right now in offline market. Online market, our products are available. You know, we are a D2C company and our products are available on our website. Also, our products are available in Amazon, Flipkart, the major e-commerce marketplaces in India. And uh, this is an intense scenario. Our products are also available in GCC market. The products are also available in Dubai. And and our products are also available in Malaysia. And how many people work at Utopia now? Like how many scientists you have there designing food or doing food uh, engineering? So altogether, we have um, around 50 people working with us. We're a small company. We have 50 people working with us right now, Got including it. food technologies, including our marketing sales and, um, you know, operation teams. I got it. And have you been have you been funded or have you bootstrapped the whole thing? No, we have been funded. So the parent company is based in Malaysia. Uh, the, the name of the company is Macworld. Macworld is based in Malaysia. And uh, Macworld is a conglomerate. Basically, uh, they are into trading of oils. They are into trading of agri-commodities. They are basically into B2B. They had a vision to pitch into uh, FMCG segment, the B2C, directly, you know, interacting with the consumers. That's how, uh, you know, we, as a part of Macworld's vision, we have launched uh, McGill and then Etopia is a brand of uh, uh, McGill. Got it. Okay, so what can we expect next from Etopia? As I said, we are here to understand the market needs. We are here to help our consumers and uh, we are here to uh, expand the, or understand or revolutionize the market um, with no evil at all products. So when I'm talking about no evil at all, it is not just in food industry. We are right. also into society. We are also pitching out to society. We Recently, we were part of called Walk for Freedom. Uh, a walk watch involved in, um, you know, uh, against the slavery. Uh, so okay. we are a part of social movements. We are a part of, uh, we are also part of a platform called, or an NGO called Vision Rescue, which they are into helping the, the people who are living in slum with education and food. We are the nutrition partner for Vision Rescue. So Ethiopia uh, as a company, as a brand, uh, as a brand with half a purpose is a brand with a purpose it's not just contained only in food industry. We are also pitching into the world with, the banner of no evil at all. So one last thing, and then I'll let you go. Are your parents proud of you now for being in the food business? Absolutely. They're very happy with the way uh, I am. And I'm really happy to see my parents, the smile on my parents' face. Yeah, That is awesome. Okay. Jacob George, a co-founder and CEO at Utopia. That was awesome. Thank you so much for doing this today, man. Thank you. Thank you. It was absolute pleasure talking with you and uh, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much.